Let's do it. Friends and money. Episode three. Friends and money. money. When I saw when I saw this listed um, under potential topics, and we started making notes about it. I think this is a super interesting topic and it's not one that gets talked about a lot. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like we know about all these great divides, these great relational divides that occur as you get older, after college. Mm -hmm. Out of college, you're all generally single, broke, trying to figure (laughs) life out. You're all pretty much- Unless you played that internship game well. Right. And then I feel like we all know that you start losing friends to like marriage. Yeah. And if you're a single and person, kids. you're not going to see those married yeah. people as much. And then there's kids. But I actually think the unspoken first divide is that class divide right. <laughs> that starts to form uh, throughout the 20s and once you get into the 30s. Yeah. And I think that, I, I mean, I would love um, this one. I feel a little awkward about, not because of you a, specifically, yeah. but I feel, I feel sensitive about my professional right. life and history. So I'll just open up and be like completely honest. Currently, I really enjoy all of the things I'm doing creatively and I enjoy the way that I'm spending my days. I think I'm being really responsible, mm-hmm. but due to the pandemic, I'm very, very short on work and I'm very, very short on income. I've depended a lot on federal assistance and unemployment mm-hmm. assistance throughout this last year. I hate that feeling, but it is what it is. I've needed it. I know I'm not the only person who is unemployed currently, and I know I'm not (laughs) the only person who has ever been unemployed. So it's not necessarily like this huge shame thing. But I do think it is interesting when you, from my point of view, I have a sensitivity about hanging out with people who are doing much, much better. And I'm saying much better in terms of like a very secure, a very secure financial life, a very secure career life what is i open the floor to you that's where i'm at okay. right now gotcha yeah setting the scene yeah yeah i mean i i came out of that I, so for me it's a it's a weird thing we're gonna be pretty honest about a lot of things i feel like probably would not be talked about so casually on a podcast yeah um i'm i'm making more money now than i've made in my entire life just because i have a salary position at a nice company good for you um I am, I am actually genuinely quite proud of you. I appreciate as, it. I as mean, your longtime friend, I'm very proud of you. It took me 28 and a half years yeah. <laughs> to have a, a good, decent, recurring salary. I, I saw you eat a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I am genuinely very proud of yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, well, I mean, it was three, four years ago, we were both on unemployment. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, well, I mean, like, I, was, I, was, I was just bartending and okay, having no, a hard so were, time finding jobs. Right. So it was like, I think it was three or four years ago where I was on unemployment because I had left a nonprofit where I was making $1,500 a month in Los Angeles. Um, and I, I could pay $500 in rent and luckily my car was paid off and I was deferring all my loans and that's what I was doing. Yeah, uh, that so, is crazy. And I mean, that's as like a 20 five-year-old with a master's degree, you know, it's humiliating to be at like unemployment offices with, you know, 65-year-old people who are still trying to make ends meet. And they're talking about taking like computer writing classes for like Microsoft Word. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like so capable. And I'll admit I had too much pride to go work for Starbucks or work for Uber. I just didn't want to do that. I wanted a real job, especially after, you know, it was a startup that I was working at the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I'd had experience doing real things, running live events, doing marketing newsletters, running social media. Like, I'm like, I can do plenty of things. I just, my resume is so shallow. It's hard to get a job. And I've also got like seminary on there and theology, a BA in theology. Like it doesn't read well to recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to hustle my ass off to get a job, which this then created like a ripple effect, but it took four months of applying mm-hmm. and getting no's all the time. And then luckily got hired by another startup who was like, we'll take a gamble on this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has led me to, to a you know state of like making a livable income where I have like health insurance and I can pay my bills and pay off loans and stuff like that. So yeah. I get that. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm not crushing it financially by any means, especially with people who are my age that started working when they were 22. Because mm-hmm. I work with a lot of those people and I have friends. With, I'm friends with people. Like one of my best friends is two years younger than me. And he got his degree in accounting, went and worked for PwC. And as soon as he graduated, he had a beautiful apartment loft in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, like Mike's like two years younger than me. Like I've been doing this forever. And he is already like living a great life. Like his girlfriend doesn't even have to work, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just different path. And I, th- I think that happens a lot with people who work in Christian fields, who work in nonprofits or who want to be pastors. Um, you just don't make money. Well, and I had a lot of money unless you're a mega church pastor. I've had to take a lot of ownership for the fact that like I chose to pursue the arts. I chose to pursue, like I wanted to work in Hollywood. I wanted to be an actor. Like I wanted to yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That's a huge gamble. Right. I mean, I, I did not, I suppose I could have out of college, you know, I could have, I got a good job right away and I didn't know what I had. I was was dumb. I was dumb and young and I didn't have enough experience to know what I had. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they, they laid us off at the end of the season, which typically shows will do. It's not a big deal. It's very standard. Like yeah. we have to lay you off because there's no show during the summer. And then if you want to come back, like a we'll big show. Can I was we working for it? a big show. I was working for two and a half men at Warner Brothers. Yeah. When it was like peak. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, at the end of that, I was like, I want to, I want to go pursue acting and comedy. Mm-hmm. So that was a choice. I have been paying for that choice for, <laughs> for yeah. almost 10 years, uh, nine years, but I, I now, what I'm curious about from your point of view is the difficult place where you ha- when you have a friendship and like you've just got two vastly different incomes, right? And so when you when you finally get to the point where you're making some money and you want to live like you're making some money, right? And you can do it responsibly. You're not being an asshole. Like you're able to do it. Yeah. How do you manage a friendship with somebody like me, who's like? okay, uh, I can do this, but I, I can't do that. It's so funny. I think both me and my wife have, we're always the ones with like corporate normal jobs the last like three, four years. And our friends are all like the, you know, artists, like your weird schedules, weird income, like it, you know, massive pile of money and then none for six months. And we're the only ones that have like in our, in our big friend group that have like the corporate job, yeah. um, at least one of a few. And so, I don't find it that difficult because I've have I have more years being in the ambiguous artistic. I did background acting for two and a half years where right. you know I made more money background acting than I did working for nonprofits. That's it's just insane. insane. Especially because once you get into SAG, you can get some decent money. So I get it. So for me it's not weird. But I sense it from some of my friends that have the corporate life from the jump. Mm. I'm like, you don't have any friends that are not like in you know, managerial positions within a thriving company. Mm. You are all in this, 
you're just set up for success because your resume is so padded, mm -hmm. you know, and you have a great education mm -hmm. and your degree is what you're using at work. You got a business degree and you work in business. I have a theology degree and I work in marketing. Right. It doesn't make sense. Um, so I think their friends are mostly like in that category and then the artistic people are in their camps and I, me and my wife kind of navigate both because she's been a, a spoken word poet who hustled right. for her living and didn't know when the next paycheck was Well, and she was worked coming. in education. Yeah, she was a yeah. teacher. So she's used yeah. to not making a lot of money and then going into the agency for-profit world and making decent money. Right. Uh, so for me, it's not weird and I have a lot of empathy um, for friends that are not crushing it, like, like where the season that you're in right now uh, – to me, it's, I don't mind because one of the things I've dreamt of when I was broke was I can't wait to just pick up the tab mm. to just not split the bottle of whiskey, just buy it for everybody. Yeah. Like to just fucking not care and not be like, Hey, are we all going halvesies on this? Or yeah. like you had one extra drink. So maybe you do your own itemized bill and I, I'll do my, <laughs> I will say like entirely unprompted you and Danielle are very generous. You're so. like generous people by nature. And I have really noticed that about you. Like you, and as the person who like never wants to take advantage of it, you know, we've had the conversation about like, sometimes it's okay to just have, <laughs> yeah. like, somebody can be nice to you. That's right, our, yeah. that's okay. It's, somebody can be kind. Cause I have a lot of insecurity about like, Oh no, 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 no. I can't return it. Yeah. I, like I can't, I, I, I really appreciate that's really kind, but like, I'm not able to return it. So please don't do that for me. Right. And, um, yeah. Cause you think there's an expectation of like, yeah. I'll get this one. You get the next one. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not signing that but contract. <laughs> I do have the exact same thing of like, man, I would love to someday be in the position where I'm like, you know what friends, it's things are going great. I would love to yeah, take yeah, it's care all, of it's you. All, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great feeling. And there's some pride and ego in that for me. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like I've had enough people pick fucking up checks. Flexing power <laughs> moves only. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. On that fucking BJ's brewery bill, you know, I got this. <laughs> hey, guys. throw a bazooki yeah. on there, man. We're yeah. going nuts. Got this covered. That's a for real example of the first time I've ever covered a bill. Um, and it felt great, but I think I just love, I don't care about money, which has really not been easy for my career because I mm. haven't, I haven't been, and my mom, uh, it's funny because my mom literally is like a VP of human resources and she deals with compensation. She mm. literally every day decides what people are worth, how much you should be paid and what's fair. That is and wild because she is such a sweetheart. Like that's yeah. wild. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of like an out of character role for her. Yeah. But she gets on my ass because I'm always just like, I negotiated that salary I mentioned a second ago, that $1,500 salary. I negotiated that. That was my number. <laughs> That's my fault. And she's just like, Colton. And I'm like, what? It'll cover all of my bills. Yeah. And, you know? and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the work you're doing is worth more than that. It's not about what you can survive on. That's not how you should negotiate a uh, salary. Right. Um, you go, what, what kind of worth do I bring to the company? And when you don't care about money, that's a really hard conversation to have because I just when I'm like, I, if my car gets me from A to B and I'm in a comfortable living situation, then like rock on, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm fine, you know? Let me ask you this about something you just mentioned a moment ago. So these individuals in, um, you know, corporate management positions mm -hmm. and all their friends are also in corporate management right. positions. Good, bad, ambiguous. Is that, you have an opinion on like, is that okay? Well, they're all sweethearts. They're all really nice people. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they have a radar for people who are not in their own position. Mm -hmm. But just because of the like flippancy, they'll throw out certain conversation topics. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, you were talking about 
I don't know, owning multiple homes. And you don't realize that that's a weird thing. I can't relate to you at all in this conversation. And you're bringing it up kind of like, you know how it goes. Yeah, exactly. You get the house in Aspen, you rent the condo in LA, and then you can yeah. be, you know, and I'm like, no. Sometimes I go for two <laughs> lobster thermidors. Is that what it's called? Lobster thermidor? I is that a thing? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but it's just kind of that disconnection of like, it's almost, if you've, uh, if you've been single for a lot of your life, you don't like rub your romantic relationships in front of somebody. You don't rub it in their face for someone who's single. It's a great you comparison. You just chill out around that stuff. Don't be all lovey-dovey like, oh, we're doing our second honeymoon in Paris and looking at someone who's just been through a breakup. Yeah. It's, it's kind Pretty of that, callous. It's that cognizance where like, you guys don't get this because mm. from the day you graduated, the place you interned hired you mm. at a great salary and now you're making over 100K and you just don't think about it. You well, think about money in terms of like, how do I maximize my investments? You're not thinking about like, how do I cover my rent? Yeah. Which is what you and I lived almost a decade through. Yeah. Maybe more of like, how do I just cover my basic living costs? How do I survive? What's that? How do I survive? How do I survive? Which is the conversation I had until I was 28 from 18, literally to 28 was like, how do I just cover my bills? Well, it's interesting because there is a flip side to this, and I've, this is the flip side that I've seen as a as a bartender for for years and years. Is uh, so many bartenders are typically friends with other bartenders, right. and you know, and then there's the smattering of people who hang out at bars. It's like nightlife people, right? You know, the, the go-go dancers and and musicians, it, and yeah. it's the people you meet. You don't see rich people on Instagram hanging out with poor people. Yeah, it's rich people with rich people because you can do the same things. And so I, I would experience the same thing, like hanging out with other bartenders. I never really felt the same. Like they might work at a bar where they're pulling way more money per shift than me, but I might be able to say like, well, that's fine. I don't want to work at that kind of bar. Right. Like it's just, that just doesn't suit me. Right. Um, that for whatever reason felt different to me. Cause I'm like, we're both bartenders. We get each other. Right. As opposed to like, I'm a bartender. This guy's in corporate management. He is wealthy beyond my wildest dreams. And to him, it just feels like par for the course. That's just kind of how life is. Yeah. And he may even feel like looking at me, hey, man, you could do this if you just valued yourself. Right. And I'm like, you might as well ask me to turn a, a kettle into a Volkswagen. <laughs> like I, I have like no concept of how I could do that. I could sit down and read some books and really teach myself, but it's going to take me a minute. Right. It's not a matter of waking up one day and being like, I am worth more. Right. I guess that's how it starts, but yeah. I think it's the fear of being looked down upon. Yeah. I wonder how much that transcends into female relationships. Cause right now, I mean, we're all talking from male perspectives and I know men and money making is goes, goes back to the beginning of the invention of money is like right. men are meant to be earners whatever, climb those ladders. Uh, so there is that expectation. I think there's a little bit more competitiveness. This might be completely stereotypical, maybe between women and looks and men and money. Hmm. I think maybe that's what we have in common between the genders. Although women are definitely breaking more and being more, I mean, they're cheated out of their salaries. Like women are just paid less. <laughs> they're not paid as well, more frequently. So it'd yeah. be hard to use that as a benchmark for measuring their personal worth Yeah, because it's just like, well, you're underpaid. So yeah. men are more looking at it like, oh, I can make a bunch of money. I this should is, be, I should be more. valued for my, what I make. Whereas you know what I mean? women are like, having to celebrate. fight for every, it's celebrated for like your, your youth or your looks and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think that's where women get a little bit more competitive. And I, I hear this with like, you know, groups of girls that I'm with where it's like, there's conversations more so about like what they looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, and guys, it's more so like, what are they spending on? Mm -hmm. How much are they killing it? We, I mean, we've had those conversations even amongst 
especially when you're in broke circles, you're like, he's always saying he's broke, but this is like the third Burning Man he's gone to. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I think there's a difference to? between being uh being broke and just being bad at managing money. I mean, I think yeah. you can if you you can intelligently manage a little bit of money. And you know, you might yeah. not you still might not be able to manage a huge like it still might not net you huge profits. Right. But you can be smart about like yeah, like I'm I'm just living kind of intentionally with that small amount. It's good. Yeah. I'm on top of it. I don't think it necessarily I mean I have definitely become friends with different people when I started working more of a corporate job. Um so I do agree with like kind of the initial narrative that you described which is it it's the boundary marker for male relationships. Mm. It's real tough I think to have a committed friendship between guys where one is just scraping the barrel financially and the other one has like the 401k and the Porsche or whatever. Well, it's hard. That would be weird. It's hard to even agree on like where to go for drinks. Yeah. You, you can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, recreationally, I mean, the people I know that make good money travel well. Mm-hmm. They go cool places. Mm-hmm. And as I started making money, I've done the same. And yeah. it's like we had a destination wedding mm-hmm. and it's because we could afford it, mm-hmm. you know? And it was the whole, I mean, the arguments we had over and over again or what are we charging people to go mm-hmm. um, because we basically did like a shared airbnb style for our for our wedding where it's like everybody goes everybody pays the same amount we rent this house for five days the wedding's at the house and that's how it works and i we had so many fights about what a fair cost was mm-hmm. and to well, the, what was the in in brief because you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. of it but what was like the crux of the disagreement that the crux in was like i want to get it so much lower than danielle wants to get it okay for because for others or for, for others you? because i don't i know what it would have been like i mean i have you in mind dude like i yeah. have i have what can dan pay for this trip right because i need him to be there which and, which like it i i hear you and it's like it just hurts on some level. I'm like, I'm so ashamed of that (laughs) because more than anything, I want to just be like, dude, I am no questions asked. Yeah. Like you got it. And it sucks sometimes having to be like, okay, I'm going to make it happen. Right. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And then sometimes that figuring it out because I've had to slowly learn about money over time. It's realizing like, well, figuring it out actually meant debt. And I could have been smarter about that. Dude, I've been there. When my, the guy that was my... I wasn't for your wedding, to be right. clear. I, I oh, figured yeah, yeah. that out. But, but I, I, had had, I had had the experience several years before when I was still struggling to get by where the I was uh, my childhood best friend. I, he asked me to be his best man, and it was on short notice, and it was on Memorial Day weekend in Portland. Goodness gracious. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. And I remember man. this. You were, in between, you were in between jobs, right? And I had just bought an engagement ring. I remember this. And so I was like, dude, your timing could not be worse. And it was like the nice by the river Marriott. Yep. I mean, it's like, well, we have a block of rooms. We're all staying. And like, I couldn't, it's not like, I I couldn't finagle, like I'll stay at a cheap Airbnb next door. It was like, no, with a block of rooms you have to buy. Dude, I was like, mom, can I borrow some Southwest points? Does anybody have Marriott points? Does anybody have points? Please God help me. Yeah. Uh, And it was, it's tough because you show up to that event and you're so happy for your friend, but you're also like, I can't cover this. Like you guys keep going to another bar and another bar and another bar. And all I have in my mind, I remember the last day they were like, we're going to do breakfast and mimosas. I was like, I can't do another meal out. And I went to Starbucks in the morning Mm -hmm. to get full, like Mm -hmm. so that I wasn't like, 
you know, at the restaurant, Man, that not is paying some, for that things. is some real shit. That it's, is that is real, dude. It, so that's for me. Like, I will never forget those things. I will never forget those feelings of feeling scared and ashamed to admit how hard it is mm-hmm. just to show up to your friend's event mm-hmm. and what a burden it was. Because you're like, it's it's your day, dude. Yeah. So. I mean, going back to our wedding, I didn't want anyone to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because there's people that had all the resources in the world that treated it like it was a burden. And then there were some people that were like, I can't believe this is all you were charging Man, for I, what it was. I, I mean, know for me, like from, from the jump, my attitude was purely just like, yeah, there's, well, there's no way I'm not going to make this happen. Right. And then I think, you know, maybe it's a personality thing, but it's like, once I'm there, it's like, uh, I'm here. Yeah. Like, this is, all right, now we're just, we're pot committed yeah. now. <laughs> so there's no point in like Worrying holding about, yeah. back. Yeah. We're in it. Yeah. I will figure it out later. I think you're probably a little bit better about that being in the moment. I'm so analytical about like every dollar I spend. That and has not always served me. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those events, I definitely look back and go like, I wish I could have just cut loose a little bit more and yeah. ease back going like, I will make this money back someday. Like, I'm not going to be in debt over like a you know thousand bucks like that's yeah, probably yeah, yeah, what it yeah. costs at the end of the day to go for a three-day thing and it's like you you make that back like it's gonna be all right mm-hmm. but there is a cognizance to go hey man i know this is short notice like i'll help take care of you like i'll help and that's the thing i never want to lose is that empathy for where someone's at financially and we did that all throughout our wedding i mean we had a year and a half to essentially plan this destination wedding so we saved up and paid for multiple people's mm-hmm either airfare or room and board because um, that's what mattered. And I, I am honestly thankful for seasons of poverty because I think there are people, like I said, who crushed it from the jump. They don't even have the awareness. It's not that they're not generous. They just don't have a radar for it. And I think that's the boundary between friendships because friendships, you have to have empathy and understanding and respect. And if you've never been where someone's been, I would have a hard time fathoming that you could be good friends. I will gladly choose the life of having been poor in my 20s to being successful and getting laid off in my 50s and all of a sudden having yeah. nothing. Yeah. I will, I, like, having been poor in my 20s, now in my 30s as I'm, like, learning about, okay, how can I manage my money? How can I be right. smart about this? Everything is geared around, like, especially after 2020, it's like, control is an illusion, man. Right. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Do not assume things will continue on the way they have always been. Things right. change. I, I I would be, I feel so bad for those people who like life has been charmed and then they hit the skids later Yeah, because they don't even know how to be broke. Right. There's like a real skill to it. You learn to go to Starbucks <laughs> to fill up before the mimosa yeah. meal. Yeah. If you don't know that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, it helps us to this day with me and Danielle because I am frugal by nature yeah. and then I'll, I'm spendy when I've prepared for it. Yeah. I, I go in like extreme seasons of like feast or famine because I have to cognitively ramp up for like, now we will spend money. But then once I'm there, I know I have it and I love that feeling and I hate the feeling of like, am I getting in over my head right now? Yeah. So I always check my balance and, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I know people that have made great money but still never learn how to spend it and they're mm-hmm. always in debt mm-hmm. like i have a family member that's always made great money always in a great sales position but never has money and it's just like what are you doing how do you always have a nice bmw but it's a lease and you're in debt mm. or it's getting repoed or like you make consistent good money what 
So I think that poverty is a great lesson. Some people are naturally good with money because their parents are good role models and they explain to them, you know, what a 401k was and how to budget and they, they learned investment or they learned the stock market. Uh, but I don't know with friends, I don't, I don't know if for you all, you listeners, listeners out there, if you even discuss like the salary range you are in with your friends. How important do you think that is for friends to discuss money uh, amongst one another? I think it's to me, <laughs> again, my mom works in compensation. So she'd like never, she's like never tell. <laughs> mm. um, Cause in the workplace it's, you should never, you should never speak about it. Um, which is kind of what she lives in. But what I think with friends, like we were kind of talking about it with our, our small friend group, you know, out at dinner about like, what was your starting salary? Like just to get an idea of like where you're at now. And I, I think it's only awkward if you really don't want to be generous, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't have a competitive nature with like, so-and-so makes more than me. I've I've just always assumed everyone makes more than me because I I had a late start. (laughs) So I'm just always like, whenever I find out someone makes less, I'm like, wow. Like I found out my dad made less than me because he worked for the government. I just didn't realize as a kid. I'm like, wow, I've transcended what my dad made because you just, as a kid, you think they make so much money. Yeah. It's just always have a house and a car. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get older and you're like, oh man, you were making like 40 K or whatever. And you're like, I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I used to talk about like in stand up how like my dad used to punish me with like house chores and he would have me like help him do electrical work around the house. (laughs) And like when I would get hurt, he would just be like, just toughen up, throw some dirt in it. And like when I got older, I was like, oh, we were poor. That's what what that was. Manual labor. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my parents filed for bankruptcy when I was a little kid, and I don't remember it. I just remember we had Top Ramen all the time, and I loved Top Ramen and mac and cheese. So I was a picky kid. My yeah. grandparents were always like, why is he so picky? What do you feed him? And it was always just like noodles. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a poor thing. I just thought I thought I was the picky kid. I didn't realize it's because we don't go out to eat. Mm-hmm. We don't dine out. My mom doesn't cook fancy food. It's not like we're getting salmon and all this like nah. sushi or whatever. It's like, dude, I just eat peanut butter sandwiches and ramen. Like That's what I like. You know? I, I have kind of a, I have kind of a specific hypothetical question. Cause I don't okay. know if this actually applies, but I'm curious about your take on this. Is there ever like, if you've got a friend and let's say it's a pretty good friendship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not someone who's easy to just let them go. Okay. So and, it's not us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's okay. not us. Yeah. And they, they just start getting, I, I want to be careful with this word, but like they just start getting really, really cheap. They start, mm. you know, they're trying to like manage their money and, you know. Have they lost their job or something or are they just kind of. Let's just say they're struggling with money. So, okay, let, okay let's, let's just make like it. They could have a great job. They just, okay. Let's say, I, let's say it's me. Okay. And let's say all of a sudden I adopt this, you know, I'm like, hey man, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to be going out. I'm not going to be buying drinks. I've got this really, you know, I'm just, I'm really, really broke right now and I'm just tightening everything down. Right. At what, do you feel like at a certain point you have to be like, all right, man, well, like, I love you and I'm here, but. Uh, I just kind of, I'm just going to have to stop inviting you to stuff because you're always saying no. And like, I'm, hmm. is there ever like a difficult boundary like that where it's like, okay, well, we just seem to be wanting to live different lives right now. So I'm torn between what I feel versus what I think is fair for other people. I think it's fair if someone else was like, well, then I'm just going to stop inviting them because they can't afford the houseboat in Tahoe or whatever, you right. know, uh, for me, I'm always, I value company and quality time more than money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even close. So we've had seasons like that where it's like, I'll just get your beer. If you're down to drive out there and spend the money and uh, to get gas, mm-hmm. I will buy all your drinks because I just enjoy your company. Mm-hmm. And that's more important to me than saving whatever 15 bucks for the cocktail. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. remember $45. You remember the four hours you were at the cocktail bar. Right. So 
to me, it's an easy decision. But I think a lot of people get worn out with that shit because they yeah. just want to have a good time. And they're like, I'm done inviting you. It takes too much work. And I have to hear a sob story every time I invite you. Yeah. Because I could see how that gets old. Where you're like, for sure. it's always like a, you know, crying poor. You're perpetually struggling right. with it. Yeah. And I've had some people like that weren't the closest of friends that tell me like, oh, they don't have money for X, Y, Z thing. And then you see their photos on Instagram and you're like, why are you there? Why are you in New yeah. York City? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you in this other thing? Why are you at this winery? Yeah. And that's what gets tr- tricky with friendship and money. Because we've even, I've even given money to friends who have told me they were struggling to make ends meet. Yeah. And then they get a dog. And you're like, what? Yeah. I have the same thought. I have the same thought with, with this. Like right now, we're in this absolutely beautiful, we're in this beautiful house in Jackson right. Hole, Wyoming. And it's like, hey, man, aren't you out of a job? And it's like family, yada, yada, yada. That, like, that's that, the hard thing to that explain. Stuff. That's why but, I try to have grace for those moments where someone makes a shitty, to me, it seems like a poor financial decision. Right. And to be like, well, who knows who's paying for that? Yeah. Who knows who's paying their rent, paying their cell phone bill, paying whatever. Because just social media, I hate it. It always paints the wrong picture. It's like rarely an accurate depiction of what's going on in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think I would ever have a hard time with someone and their financial woes and saying they can't hang out. I have a hard time when someone says they have financial woes and I see consistent money making decisions or, or money spending decisions that are just foolish. Like I see, I've seen so many broke people get pets lately and I'm like, oh, You're yeah. your fucking mind. <laughs> it makes me lose my mind. Yeah. These COVID me, puppies. And I'm like, you're broke. Me and you Helen have, have had this job. talk so much cause we both love dogs, but Same. it's just like not a good time. Not Same. a good time to get a dog. We have consistent, safe income in a nice place that, that allows dogs. We could get a dog in a hot second. And people have asked us that. I'm like, because I'm not out of my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. are you serious? It's a pandemic. It's going to be a like an economic recession. I'm not going to go spend money on something that's going to take 10 grand. Yeah. At least to raise this year between yeah. food, like various accoutrements, like all the stuff that dogs need. Yeah. Plus the time to walk it and take care of it. To me, it's like, if that's your ultimate play thing, fine. That's yeah. great. It's, 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 I love dogs, dude. I love cats. I just love animals in general. It's just the, the juxtaposition of someone who makes no money and is lonely getting the COVID bandaid dog so yeah. that they have purpose in their life now. Yeah. And it's just like, and a numbing effect from how hard things are. And I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, just don't, don't, I, I want to help you out, but now I don't. I, I hear that. I will also say that I think that all oh, that's fair and very funny. I'm inclined <laughs> to agree with you. I think there's another Sorry, side. There's someone out like, there who just got a dog. No, no, no. Like, yeah, look, okay, Colton. so this is this is where this is where Big Soft Papa Dan comes in. Like, <laughs> I think that there are some people who are like, you know what? I don't like really. You and DB, you guys are travelers. A, yeah. a big party. Oh, okay, oh, final we're wrap thoughts. It up. That's our final timer. thoughts. You guys are big travelers, so that's the priority. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of our finances, right. like we want experiences. Yeah. Power to you. Some people might be like, don't need to travel. Love my place. Love, love animals. My, yeah, yeah, fair. Want to have a company, especially like that single person who's been like locked down forever and is like, right. I need that fuzzy buddy. Like, I'll be, I'll figure it out. Right. You know, it's it it does come down to priorities. But I also hear you that if you're like, I'm broke, life is hard. I just got a dog. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 multifaceted. <laughs> That's the thing where the excuses, like you brought up a second ago, the excuses, like I can't go out because X, Y, Z thing. I don't have any money. Yeah. And then you see that kind of stuff and you're like, you got money for dog food. You got money for vaccines. You got money for the little paw like covers for their, <laughs> I yeah. just like, sorry guys. I know that's going to sting somebody out there and I hate, I, Hey, I love mean, your dog. I just don't love the decision. Different, different, different strokes. Yeah. Can I, I know we're, I know we're at time. Can I ask a, a question? Like it's like a fun question to end it on. Yes. We're talking please. about money and stuff. 
what is like the the rich extravagance that you're like, man, that's what I want. If I could like blow money on something stupid. Hotels. I, yeah. Hotels. Like, I fucking love hotels. Give me the juice. What is it? What I, is it? I would do like the most luxurious hotel experiences possible. There's stuff in like Thailand. I always read these like when I have like a break at work or something. I watch, I, I like read these magazines of like US news and travel and world or whatever, like top 25 most extravagant hotels in the world, like slideshow. Yeah. And I'll just like lust yeah. after all of these beautiful, I don't know why I just love hotels. I love that experience of peak service industry. Yeah. And it's just like, everything's, everything's catered. Everything's there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taken care the of. spa in room, whatever the yeah. view, the balcony of the Eiffel Tower, whatever. Yeah. What about you? I don't think it's necessarily like, I don't think of myself as being a big stuffs guy, but there is a part of me that's like, Oh, I just want to buy like a $3,000 leather jacket. <laughs> like really? The leather there's jacket? Stu- there's stuff like that. Yeah. But I think the big thing for me is if I was just like stupid fuck you money, it's multiple homes in different countries. It's like, yeah, that would be it, great. Yeah, it's like a home in France, a home in, in the Pacific. I somewhere. think that sounds cool, but I don't know why, like, homes sound the, equates too much work. work. work yeah, and I'm like, a hotel room, they just clean it and you leave. Like, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that. Yeah. Or, a, or just a, a yacht. Have you ever been on a stupid yacht? No. Oh, my God. It's but ridiculous. But that sounds like a hotel on the sea. That's exactly so what it is. <laughs> yeah, so you're in. There, yeah. All right, let's end it there. All right, dope. Dude. We'll see you on the next one, y'all. See you soon.